My name is Thomas, and I'm here with my wife, Marcia. And it's my turn to talk about how I ended up in China mm-hmm. as a student. And I would like to read from Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, as my scripture for today. And then I'll get into the details of how I got here in China and most importantly, as a student. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. The Bible says, There are many plants in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. I'll read it again. There are many plants in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. I think I like the King James Version. I don't know if I can quote it correctly, but it says that many other plants and purpose in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. So this is, this is a perfect summary of my being in China. Because I had a lot of plans that did not have China in it. Not at all. China wasn't close to anything that I was thinking as a young man growing up. Especially after college in Ghana. But along the way, things changed. I had experiences that um, drew me to China. And I ended up here. I got married here. It's become more or less a second home to me. Because this is where I met the love of my life. So how did I get to China? To make it brief and to keep myself within the time limit that I want to talk, I'm going to say three reasons or three things that drove me to come to China. And then three things that I've learned about being a student here and just generally about the Chinese educational system. And then three things that I appreciate being in China. Okay, so... Three reasons why I came to China. One is because I, I, I had a lifelong passion and calling to serve communities through nonprofits. It's something that became apparent to me when I was in my third year in college in the University of Ghana. And before and after my college education in Ghana, I was constantly drawn to serving with nonprofits. And I'm a technical guy. I, I like, I like technology. I like um, handy skills. So I, it was something I couldn't do away with. I, I, I just felt that I was, I have been, I had been called to use all those skills and talents to serve nonprofits that served communities in Ghana. So when I was in Ghana, I. I I have a friend in Ghana. His name is Stewart, And we went to the same high school. We grew up in the same town. And we ended up in the same college. And he started an NGO. He, he came up with an idea to start an NGO, one that I'm still working with now. It's called the Child Lift Aid Foundation, CAF for short. So he, he began this. And we were both in campus ministry. We, we served in various ways and in diverse ways. And after college, he dedicated his whole life to Child Lift Aid Foundation, and that really touched my heart. I have never been interested to pursue what you can call the the normal career route in life, where you you pick a career, maybe a banker, whatever it is. My my only interest has been to 
um, serve with nonprofits. And I think it's something that I, at this point, I just, I've just learned that I cannot take it out of my heart. So I've resolved to keep doing that. So we, we went on this route and with my little geography skills, I helped to do a few things here and there, just put a few structures, put up a few structures and call them classrooms to teach some poor village kids who had no schools, no teachers. So that was my life in Ghana. So in doing that, I had, and that is the second reason, I had recommendations from people, from people that were close to me, friends and family who said, you're good at this. You would be a good civil engineer. You should consider looking into this. I guess I had um, something that I wasn't even seeing. So they, from what they said, they meant that I had perspectives that they didn't have and how I paid attention to little details, even though the building wasn't a professional building because we didn't have money to hire professional people. We could only hire a few masons. But I, I think I came in with that interest that I didn't even realize. So that's the second point. And I'll explain why all of these led me to come to China. So first was just my interest to serve with nonprofits. And then second was my the recommendations that I had from people who were close to me. And then the third reason, which I, I think I've already explained, but it's, it was just inevitable. I, I couldn't do away. I, I, I just couldn't say no when the opportunity um, to come to China came. So after I had all, I had all these recommendations from friends and um, I considered my interest to learn anything technical, so I'm interested in computers. I like technologies. I just like to serve in the technical aspects of providing services. So whether it's networking, computers, building structures and designing solutions. After I thought through everything, I, I was told about an opportunity to have a scholarship to study in China. And ever since I, I, from the day that I heard that, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I always thought to myself, I could take this opportunity because this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. And I could take this opportunity, go to China, study civil engineering, and then maybe nonprofits in Africa or in Ghana where I served would not have to worry about hiring professionals and I'll become a professional and I can give them professional solutions. I can, I can give them professional advice. I can design buildings. I can get my certification. Then they would have a professional on their side so that whatever little money they would have to build schools in rural communities for children who are deprived, then they would have me. I could really serve in that capacity. So that drove me into looking into China and I made a decision. So I had to decide between mechanical engineering, civil engineering and computer engineering. So I ended up settling for civil engineering. Then I came to China. It was very difficult for me to leave, for me to leave China, um, Ghana because I was enjoying what I was doing. I woke up every single morning as a fulfilled man, even right from the beginning of the day, I, I, I was just in, 
you can call it a comfortable zone because I, I liked what I was doing. I would wake up, just go out there, stay on the field, work with people, teach students, and just run around. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying every second of it. So leaving everything behind in Ghana was difficult for me, but I prayed about it. I talked to God about it, and it really fit in my overall vision for life. So I decided to go for it. And another aligned reason of how I ended up in China is because China, China was growing a lot after the 2008 Olympics. And one of the things that I also thought about was um, China's growing capacity in buildings and in designing cities and in doing all these things. So I, I, I thought, well, well this, is, this is good. I could go and learn the other side because we have the Western side in Ghana. We, our education is primarily Western influenced and I saw something in China. And so I decided, well, I'll go for it. So those are my three reasons, just recommendations from people. And then my interest in serving nonprofits in a technical aspect of their work and duties and just not being able to sleep. <laughs> and I finally found rest after I made a decision, I'll go. Every night I'll wake up and pray. I would wake up and pray about it. And it, it, it made me restless until I decided finally, I'll go to China to study and we can do this. So those are my three reasons why I came to China. And the three things that I've learned being a student here in China. Number one, being a student in China is for people who are willing to take up challenges. That's what I would say. It's challenging to be a student here in China in many ways, and I can say it in different ways. In terms of the academic culture here, in terms of doing your visa and your paperwork, in terms of... Um, Settling here, it's, it's the cultural differences sharp in many ways, language and a lot of things. So it's, it's really challenging. It's not a place where you come. Um, it's not like traveling to Europe to study in a university that is well set up and you, you've been dealing with international students for a long time. My school, for instance, my batch, my year group, we are the first batch of international students so it's, it was really hard for us. The international office is not well set up because they lack experience. They are, they are learning. So it's, it's really been challenging. And then the second thing is the system or the structures are not really in place. Like you don't know who to talk to. I've been here for almost four years and there is only one person in my school. There is an international office, <laughs> but I don't even know who the head of departments are, it's like you're in another world. So there is a divide between the school itself and the international students or the international office. And the only teachers you know are the teachers who come to your class. Even some of the professors who teach the third years, the second years, the first years, I don't know them. So if they don't walk into my class, I don't know them. And a lot of the activities that happen on my campus, I, I have no idea what's going on. So it's like you're living in a small world within a bigger world of the walls of the school. And that's not nice because that's not the experience I had 
in Ghana, but that's how China does it here. And I don't think it's the same in every university. Some universities are big. Um, they've been dealing with international students. They have a lot of international programs. My school only has one international program that is civil engineering. So it's largely because it's a small school and it's still growing. So hopefully they, they improve. All these experiences have actually driven me to do a documentary about it. So I'm, I'm, I've been researching and reading about African students in China because there seem to be a lot of African students coming to China. And my experience has been that a lot of African students who come here end up getting shocked because there's not a lot of information out there to really know what you're getting yourself into. So that's something I, I'm still working on and I'm enjoying it too. And I want to leave here. I want to leave China with that story of all of my experiences and all the things that I've learned and just talking to people and putting the information out there so that anyone who decides to come to China will have a fair understanding of how things work here in China as a student. And then the third thing that I've learned being in China as a student is that life can be hard. I've, I've watched some students here in China and cried because I think the thinking is that, oh, you can come to China and then you can find just, you know, some jobs here and there because that's, that's, I think that's how things are generally in the world that when you're in college, you, you can do some other things on the side. It's no, not in China. When you're on a student visa in China, you cannot work. And I think a lot of students that I've seen come here with false hopes. So students end up struggling a lot, financial problems, difficulties, and it, 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 it actually leads a lot of students into certain kinds of lifestyle, like working in the club, which is super risky because it's illegal and things like that. So life here as a student can be hard, especially if you don't or when you don't prepare before coming to China. So you should really be aware of what you're going to do and you should check your financial status and know that you're ready for this and you're not going to be able to be earning income. Then you come and then just study. So one, the structure is in my school. Then two, it's hard. Life here, just living here in China as a student is hard. And then putting it together with the academic difficulty, the culture here, it's challenging. You have to do a lot of things on your own. Libraries don't have a lot of English books, so it's challenging. You have to put yourself, just go out there and learn the things that you want to learn. Ask questions almost all the time and keep asking questions, keep searching, talk to people. Just immerse yourself in the field that you are and um, take charge, do things by yourself. And it's something that I've heard a lot of students talk about, PhD students, master's students here. I think it's certainly different from university to university, but it's, it's a common thing that you have to do a lot here and there aren't always answers to some of the basic questions that you think you should know this you should be able to tell me this as my school or as my host school so those are the things that i've learned being in china as a student you have any question for me babe nope 
Okay, I'll do I'll do my takeaway and then just summarize everything. So I basically came to China with a with a strong purpose. I I came here to learn, to learn and to learn. <laughs> and then to serve. That's that's what brought me here to China. I I wouldn't have left what I was doing in Ghana. It it came as a challenging decision for me to make. But it's one that I don't regret because not only did God um guide me here to China to learn, but I also met my wife here, which is something I did not plan to do. I didn't come to China to find a lady to get married, but it just goes to show how one single step in life can lead us to a lot of things. So you take just one step, just one decision, just that one step is connected to millions of opportunities, millions of things that are for you really freely, things that you don't even work for. So one of the things I've learned is being decisive in life. You, 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 life calls for being decisive and choosing and sticking with it. It's not always going to be easy, but it's it's worth it. It's good to be decisive and be all in into something that um, something that is calling you or something that is pulling you. Especially, we don't know why we think about certain things. We don't know why our hearts are drawn to do certain things. But it's worth giving in to some of the things that draw us, especially consistently. If it comes over and over and over again, you have to decide on it, else it's going to turn into some sort of torment. That's how I felt. I almost didn't come because I was enjoying my life in Ghana, but at some point it was tormenting me. Like you have to say no or yes to this and go or just stay. And I decided to come and. It's opened a lot of doors for me. The other thing I've learned and I appreciate is the Chinese experience that I've had. It's a good one, I would say. The friends I've made here, the cultural experience, most of all the language. I I appreciate understanding the Chinese language. I'm not as fluent as I would like to be, but I can express myself, I can understand Chinese people, and I feel connected to them in many ways. After I leave China, any Chinese person I meet anywhere, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to feel a connection between me and them. And I can express myself, I can interact with them. So that's huge. That's something I could have never had in Ghana, and so I appreciate that. And I've also learned how to get out of my comfort zone. That's also a big thing that I've learned. There is always a prize. There's always a prize awaiting for when I get out of my comfort zone. And it's a simple thing we all know it, but I think I've carried it even in my daily living. That one experience I had has really influenced me and I live it daily to the point where I I'm always seeking to get out of my comfort zone because I know what happens when I do that. I know what happened when I left Ghana to come to China. And so I know how it how it, it's likely to turn up when I get out of my, you know, pleasures and things that I enjoy doing 
to do something that is calling me, something that is pulling me. It stayed with me and it's deep within my heart and I appreciate that. And lastly, just trust and absolute reliance on God. I came to China huh, as a wretched man. That's as plain as, as, as it is. I, I came to China with nothing. I came to China with almost no hope. But I have so much potential now that I don't have money yet. I'm, I don't work yet, but I have so much potential now. And I have no doubt that after I leave China and get out into the world again to do or to work, I would, I would do well, I believe. And I, I have no doubt that God has been with me. So just trust in God and absolutely relying on God is something that I've learned. As humans as we are, we like to be in control and decide when things happen, how things happen. Just pick and choose some of the details. But I think God just brought me here in China and more or less like consecrated me from my so-called home, the place that I called home, my comfort and everything, and taught me how to trust him. And by doing that, he read everything off me. I, I didn't have anything. I had no family here. I, I was helpless. I had to receive help from people. I had to let people know that I needed help. I had no job. I couldn't take care of myself at some point. And just learning all of that, not being able to control anything, what to eat, how to eat. Well, now I'm married, so I, I have a different life. But when I came here, I, I could tell that something had been taken away from me. And it was everything that I called mine. <laughs> I had nothing anymore. And I just had to learn to trust God to do something with me here. And it's been good. I've learned a lot. And it's influenced my spiritual life too, I would say. It's influenced how I walk with God and how much faith I have in Him. So that's it. I came to China again one more time to learn, to learn, to learn, and then serve. That's it. Very good, what you've said. And praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll draw the curtain here. Yep. All right, thanks for staying with us. And I hope that all these words are touching you in many ways that are beneficial to you. And thank you for listening to us. We love you.